Greetings, y'all, and I'm back. I am Fancy, the award-winning editor-in-chief of Swagger Magazine, and I'm bringing you a second episode of CEO Chatter Live today. Um, this is a special episode as well because it kicks off the series that we'll be doing with the Profit and Secure Her virtual conference participants. So today's guest is one of the sponsors for Profit and Secure Her conference. I'm going to bring her in in just a minute, but before I do, um, if you're tuned in, please let us know in the comments where you're watching from. You can just uh, drop it in the comments. And then also make certain that you share this broadcast with your network so that others can tune in and get all of this knowledge that our guests will be sharing with us today. So while you guys are doing that, let me introduce my guest. Today, our guest is Donna St. Louis, founder of Firebrand and co-founder of Fire Savvy, uses... Um, Donna uses her 25 years of consulting experience and expertise in building multi-million dollar businesses to provide an overall strategy for business owners to scale quickly. Her background as the COO of her own $250 million tech consultancy, Master Six Sigma Black Belt and Certified PMP, Donna brings to bear a breadth and depth of knowledge to move businesses forward quickly. So I'm going to go ahead on and bring Donna in, y'all. Hey. Greetings. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm great. So we can, uh, I thank you for taking the time out to speak with me. And of course, thank you all for being a sponsor of Property Secure Her Conference. We are so excited about that. So to go ahead on and get into things, um, I always ask my guests, you know, this is like the, I'm starting to be watching the episodes. I always ask the guests, how would they describe their swagger? So how would you describe your swagger? What makes Donna Donna? Very much, um, I'll use the, the words that people use to describe me as well. Um, very much the person who is no nonsense, very direct. And my goal is to help you get from where you are to where you want to be without any of the BS in the middle, right? And so I tend to be very direct. You know, I'm not one of those people who's going to beat around the bush or, or coddle the truth. I'm going to be like, girl, let's go. Like, let's go. <laughs> Like, let's go already. So yeah, very direct, very no nonsense. But at the end of the day, I do give great hugs. So it's okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I saw, look, y'all, I attended um, the Unmastermind with Donna and Chanel of Fire Savvy. And Donna said that she gave good foot massages or something too. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so you always have like some good at the end. Right. So, yeah, um, of course. <laughs> okay. So how did you get into consulting? Well, I actually started off um, in the IT world. And when I started off in the IT world, I started reading every tech book that was out there. As I read every tech book, I would implement what I learned, got really heavy into IT. Um, I was a consultant that worked with lots of different companies, which I absolutely love. I would tell you the baseline of my career of being a consultant for so many different industries and so many different com companies um, made the biggest difference. Cause then I really had this great understanding of how business works and, and a formula for how business works. I took that formula and literally started documenting it. Right. So I documented this formula and then I applied it to my own business, um, with my co-founder. And so we started back a hundred years ago, we started a business intelligence company. And when I was 39, that business intelligence company worth 200 and, uh, $50 million. And then it was like, okay, it's time to sell it. So <laughs> did you have any, you know, cause I just know like oftentimes we talk about selling our businesses or we hear about it more often now, 
But um, I think even Chanel and I kind of talked about like, you know, she didn't exactly say grieving over businesses, but how was that for you? You know, did you feel any type of way about it? Are you just like, okay, I'm about to make this money? No, we want, okay. So, so because we were in business intelligence, business intelligence is for people who aren't aware of the, 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 the language. Most people back in the day used to think business intelligence meant that we were spying on other people's business. What business intelligence really is, is understanding the trends of business so you'll know what's going to happen next. So when we would do this for specific companies, we would be like, listen, right now, um, this product is selling like this. And if you want to make a real difference, then tweak this, turn this, do this, and then this product will sell like this, right? So it was our job to see where products and pricing and what everybody was doing, right? We were like the AI of consumers. <laughs> like we knew what was going on in business. The Our secret sauce was that we knew what was going on in complete industries and we were we were off by a very small percentage point. So that's the thing that really helped us that, is that our percentage of knowing what was gonna happen next was absolutely amazing. Um, so when we got ready to sell, we knew it was time to sell. We saw that the housing crash was coming um, we recognized that how that was going to impact businesses. And so for us, we had a choice. We could either stick in there, which we did not want to do, or we could sell. And we knew if we stuck in there, what it was going to take for our business to grow. Um, we knew that on the, if we got to the other side of it, that we would have to have like a board of directors and basically a boss. And we did not want that. Right. So we had to balance out wanting to have a billion dollar company with having people who basically were in charge of us versus have versus retiring and having our freedom. We chose to retire and sell. Um, yeah, so I, think I, actually, awesome. I actually look forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now that you know that you painted that picture of it, I, I get where you're coming from. So yeah, it was probably more of a joyous moment than it would have been a sad one. So I can understand yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't my baby. Like, and you know, and everybody's like, oh, $250 million, that wasn't your baby. It wasn't my baby. That company was not my baby. That was my job, right? That wasn't my baby. Um, so when I sold it, I was very happy. I, in fact, what was funny is I retired for 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Wow. Okay. So um, I take it you're one that kind of keeps creating or you, you, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got I got bored, girl. That 30 days, I was, listen, I was 39 years old. My kids were 19 and 16, you know, um, and my counterparts, their kids were like, you know, three and six years old. So I don't even have anybody to like, they talk about Barney and Teletubbies. And I'm like, what the hell? And so, <laughs> so, so I was like, I got to find something to do. This is killing me. I was bored as hell. So I went and, you know, moved on to the next thing. Okay, so Fire Savvy, the company mm -hmm. you co-founded with Chanel Evans is a sponsor for Property Secure Her Virtual Conference. I kind of mentioned that in the beginning, but tell us more about what Fire Savvy does. So Fire Savvy, so here's the thing. When I became an entrepreneur, you know, most people, because we were so successful, have this mindset that, oh, well, you know, you must have had like, you know, eight degrees and like 25 certifications and all this other stuff. And I didn't, I didn't actually get my um, bachelor's in IT until I was 40, right? So, so I, was a, I, I was basically a high school graduate 
doing 10 and $15 million deals. And what it really came down to is when I retired, one of the things that I would see is I would see people who were brilliant, who are experts, who thought that they were building a business, but in actuality, what they were doing was chasing gigs. And I wanted to show them that, no, you can't. You don't need somebody else to give you permission to be in the room. You can actually either A, kick down the door and walk in the room, or B, build your own damn room. Right? <laughs> so, so I'm like, it's possible. And there is no stat that pisses me off more than the average African-American woman in the United States only as an entrepreneur only makes $24,000 a year. Wow. That's it. Sis, with all this we got at our fingertips, right? There is no there is no reason for that number, right? But it's it's the whole thing, right? It's a lack of belief in ourselves. It's it's a lack of knowledge of business. It's there's a whole bunch of lack and and quite honestly in some ways there's some laziness too. Right? I yeah. just, ego stands in the way. You know, I think I know more than what I know. I won't be quiet and listen. Um, if somebody asks me a question, why am I doing something? Then, you know, I'm offended. How dare you ask me? And I'm like, girl, ask me. <laughs> <laughs> so I became an entrepreneur because I knew that, um, or I, I stepped on this side of coaching and entrepreneurship because I knew that I could make a real difference in the lives of people who had taken that leap, taken that risk and, and they had taken the jump, but they now know that now that they've jumped and even though they're possibly even making six figures that what they have is gig chasing and they don't yet have a business, but they're right there. I can help them have an actual business. Cause there is a difference between making money and having a business. Yeah, most definitely. So I know that you and Chanel work with clients in different areas because you have your own lanes. Um, you all kind of shared about that. So then as an expert in overall business strategy and income acceleration, what key strategies or tactics do you recommend to entrepreneurs and business owners looking to maximize their revenue and achieve sustainable growth? I'm sorry, that's a kind of a long no, question. No, no, I got that. I got it. Okay. I know exactly what you so, so if we look at it, the entrepreneurs that we work with, first of all, they did one thing and they did it quite well. They really laid down their expertise and picked a lane, right? Because if you want to have more commas in your in your bank account, you got to take them out of your expertise. You have to be an expert in something. So when you look at Chanel and I specifically, what we do is we work with six-figure entrepreneurs who have already established their expertise. And then we help them add um, high ticket conversion events to their business and ongoing monthly recurring revenue strategies. That's what we do. And then we help them become recognized and impactful within that industry, right? So they're a known entity that people want to work with. So the first thing to get there is that they have to know their expertise and they have to know who their dream client is. So that's the first two things. Most people do this wrong. Their dream client is, you know, if they got money, they're my dream client and they're not, Right. You got to go three levels deep. Um, their expertise is whatever they could do. They're like, well, I know how to do business strategy. I've heard more people do business strategy that doesn't know what it means. I do business strategy. I hope people are getting to their dreams and passion. And I'm like, no, people are paying something tangible. What win can you get them to within the next 90 days that they want to continue working with you beyond that? Right. So those are the top two things. Then from there, your offer. Your offer has to be solid and it's not about being the low price leader. 
you really have to have an offer that's honestly badass that makes people go, I cannot walk away from this offer. It is absolutely amazing. And there are some people who will walk away, but not your dream client. Your dream client will stay there. So those are the first three things you have to have. Then from there, you have to have not only market attraction, but market domination. You have to be a recognized force in your market. And to do that, you got to move your ego out of the way and get into the point of consistently learning and educating yourself. From there, you got to do lead generation. If I see any area that client that um, people fail, it's here. They fail in the market attraction, market domination, and lead generation areas because they have this belief of if I build it, they will come. They won't. That was a movie. We need to get past that. You actually have to do the work. And then finally, sales. People just don't want to sell. And you have to be able to sell like nobody's business. You have to be able to get on the phone, have a conversation, and know how to close a deal with your dream client without being pushy. So those are the six areas that people really need to work in. Wow. And that's, um, I like the fact, one thing that you said was that uh, when you said that about like, what can you help the client achieve within 90 days? Um, I've never really looked at it like that, but I like that you, you know, brought that to my attention because it makes sense. You know, if you have those results within the 90 days, then yes, that person should want to come back and work with you again because you have, you've proven something to them. Well, what it is, is it's not just coming back and working with you. They shouldn't be leaving. What happens is so like, for example, our program, our program is a year long program. Our goal is to give them massive results within the first 60 to 90 days, right? We really want to show them like, if you make this tweak here, turn this here and go this direction, that that'll start making you money. Then from there, once they've implemented, now we have some ongoing work that we can do to get you to where you want to be. Like on average, we were just playing with the numbers this morning on, on average, a person who comes in with us and does our program does $228,000 if they follow our program to the letter, right? Right. So if you're following our program to the letter, within the first year, you're going to make $228,000. Are you going to make that in 90 days? No. Who's lying to you? No, right? right? And it really is based on the product that you're offering, but, but you are going to get to the point where you're going, you're going to see the machine start to work very quickly. So what is the thing that you can give to your audience that they're like, boom, that was a huge win in 90 days? Most people cannot tell me what that is. They'll tell me, oh, it takes a year. No, I'm not going to hang out with you for a year for you to get me a, a win in 90 days, in a, in a year. Yeah. And that makes sense because I don't think I would just hang out for a year with anyone mm-hmm. and then, yeah. And then we, and we're moving like at a faster pace, it seems like now as a society. Yeah. So th- I definitely think that could be. You got to move at the speed of business. And here's the thing. The way I like to look at it is this. If you were going to... um um, the gym, a weight loss coach. And that weight loss coach was like, you can lose 50 pounds in a year, but you've been in it for three months and you haven't seen that scale move. Yeah. That's the scary Right. Most people ain't going to stay in it for three days if the scale didn't move. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you got to get people relatively quick wins, right? You got to show them by, by changing this and then they will stay with you longer, but you got to get them some quick wins. Yeah. That makes sense. So in your specialization of contracts and proposals, what essential elements should be included to com- to create compelling and persuasive proposals that increase the chances of securing profitable business deals? 
Um, I think most of the time when people do proposals, they do them wrong, right? When you're doing contracts and proposals, most people start off in their proposal talking about themselves. This is who I am. This is why I'm awesome. And this is what I put together for you because I'm amazing. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to lay this out like a CVS list. So I'm going to show you all the things and I'm going to put a dollar amount next to them so I can justify my bottom line number. Absolutely not. Um, I've worked with everything from photographers and videographers to um, high ticket people. And they do the same thing. And they wonder why people are constantly negotiating them down on their price, because what they're doing is they're selling the thing and not the value they're selling themselves and not speaking to the pain of the client. So if you really want to talk about a great proposal, a pro the proposal should start with your client and what was going on in their world to the point that they even wanted to talk to you in the first place. Like my pro proposal would start off with, okay, so I'm, you, you know, your name is fancy. You're the CEO of Swagger magazine. And this is what's going on in your world. And the reason that we are even having a conversation, it should talk about you, not me, right? You already know me. That's what we have a conversation, right? What you want to know is that I know what's going on in your world enough to deliver you a proposal. Then once you go there, I should be talking about what you've already tried and what's frustrated you to the point that you feel like you need an outside resource. Then from there, I should be saying, hey, what is the fallout if you don't fix this, right? So the first three things, what's going on in your world? What have you already tried? And what's the fallout? Then from there, I should say why I'm qualified to even share with you my solution before I start selling the solution. Then from there, what, what is the benefit of using my solution? And then from there, three options for my solution. What you want, specifically, that's within the price point that we already talked about. You should not be doing a proposal if you don't know what their price point is. Number two, um, which I call the kitchen sink, the kitchen sink option, which is including everything that they didn't even know they could get. And then number three, which goes in the middle, which is a nice blend of one and two. Most people will end up buying the second option. Which wow, will knock out. Proposal for by, by 25%. Wow. Because that, that breakdown is so good. And I realize I'm not going to say I'm the person that's always, uh, you know, talking about me in the proposal, but I do... I could do better, you know, so just hearing a breakdown like that, y'all, I hope that you all took notes and I'm definitely going to uh, make certain that I include that breakdown kind of in the show notes because that was very well presented. And I think everybody should be able to grasp that and then be able to incorporate it into their into their strategies. So with your expertise in presentation skills and messaging, how do you help clients effectively convey the unique value of their products or offerings to their target audience? Absolutely. You know, one of the things that we see, especially when we're talking about, um, let's use masterclasses, because most people do some type of masterclass, they do some type of presentation online. Most of the time when they do these presentations online, they spent a lot of time going down into the tech and they're teaching. They're spending a lot of time teaching. And of course, they're like, well, I told them I was going to teach. Here's the thing. Let me show you what happens. So, so just listen to this breakdown. So I go on to my masterclass and I teach. I teach like nobody's business. And the person sitting there on the other side, they got their pen out, they got their paper out, and they're taking all these notes, right? There are now three things are going to happen. So they've got your notes and they're going to go give this a try because you've turned them from a buyer into a student. By teaching them, you've turned them into a student. So now as a student, 
they got to go see if all that stuff you taught them actually works. So the first thing they're going to do is they're going to go try it without you. They're not going to pay you. They're going to try to see if what you said was true. So now that they go try it, let's say it works. Well, if it works, do they need you? No, nah, they no. already got the results, right? They got the results. Right. Why do they need you? If it doesn't work, what do they think? You didn't know what you were talking about? You didn't know what you were talking about. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. You didn't know what you were talking about. I went and tried this stuff word for word because my notes are fire. I went and tried <laughs> what you said word for word and it did not work. You're trash, right? So that's number two. <laughs> number three, if they got eight pages of notes, what is the chances of them actually going and doing it? Yeah, they, those are slim. Yeah, not that good. So by turning your buyer into a student, your chances of closing them, not good. Because you overtaught during your masterclass. That's wow. what you did. What you're actually supposed to do is during your masterclass, you're supposed to help people get in touch with why they're feeling frustrated. You're supposed to give away one tip and then from there, you're actually supposed, we have something called the perfect pitch presentation and the perfect pitch presentation actually takes you through how you're communicate supposed to communicate your offer to your ideal client through the form of tips rather than through the form of teaching. Now, I would tell you, every single one of my clients is like, Donna, <laughs> this is like, this is nothing. And I'm like, it's nothing to you. But what you're doing is you're feeding your students, you're, you're feeding a baby steak when you teach them. I want you to get them to drink milk. I want it to go down smooth. I want them to go, oh my God. And then at the middle of it go, no, no, I really feel like she can help me. See the difference between the first one and the second one, one turns buyers, right? They turn, they turn buyers into students. The other one turns buyers into believers, if you believe that what I'm doing and what I'm showing you will help you, then you're more likely to buy. If you believe I have the answer to your problem, then you'll be more likely to buy it. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I, I've, I've never heard it taught that way, but I must say this whole interview has just been so enlightening. Like I'm <laughs> taking mental notes. And again, as I was telling my other interview, you interviewee earlier, like I'm going to have to go back and just listen to this for myself because You've given away so many, you know, so much free game that I think that it's very needed. And that's why I'm so excited for you all to be joining us at the conference. And yep. I see that Chanel is on. She said, hey, ladies. Hey, Chanel. Hey, girl. <laughs> so can you share some um, tips or techniques for crafting impactful marketing messages that resonate with customers and, and drive sales? Absolutely. Um, one of the things that we see, I actually just talked about this this morning with my team with my clients was they sell the thing, right? Um, so I'm going to use, I'm going to use financial services people. So financial services people, let's say they're like, I'm going to show you how to um, have an, have a budget so that you have more money left over, right? What are they selling? The thing, a budget. First of all, I can go get a budget online somewhere. I could Google budget right now and have a budget, how to set up a budget in about two seconds. I can now use chat GPT and say, teach me how to have a budget, right? So most people spend a lot of their time selling the thing budget. What they miss is that people aren't buying their budget. 
they're buying the result of their budget. And so when you're talking about your messaging, it really should go like this. What is the thing that you're selling? And literally create a document that has four columns. First column, what is it that you're selling? I'm selling a budget. I'm selling um, whatever. Just put them in a list. Then number two, how do you deliver this? Um, oh, I deliver it through a masterclass. And then I have ongoing educational opportunities and whatever the things are that you have. Number three, why is this critical? Okay, well, maybe I have the video series because now they can go at their own pace, right? I have the coaching because they can ask me questions, right? I have the master classes because now they can learn new things regularly. Why does it matter to them? Oh, because they can do it on their own time if they're watching a video series. They can ask questions and get the answers that they need. Um, they can know how to um, use their money and grow it rather than just having a budget where their money lives in a, a, you know, a low yield savings. Okay. What someone would normally put on their, on their Facebook post is I help you with your budget. So I ain't buying it. I don't even care about that. Why do I want that? Shut up, go away. As compared to, as compared to, wouldn't it be great for you to work at your own pace and discover how you can have a budget that not only allows you to buy that Chanel bag and that Louboutin bag, but then when you're ready to grow that money, you can do that too. And here's the best thing. When you got questions, I got answers because you can, you can hit me up in the DMs whenever you get stuck seven days a week. Which one is more exciting? Yeah, the budget, right. Or the benefits of the program that has to do with the budget. See the difference? Yeah. Definitely. Very clearly. Great example. <laughs> um, I'm just like, I'm blown away by all of this. And, and I haven't been in a, um, I haven't been with my coaching within some months now. So just hearing everything, I'm like, dang, you know what? You need to be doing some other things. So as, I, as we're talking, just things are coming to me and I'm just like recalling things. I'm like, you know, this makes a lot of sense. So this has been very enlightening. Um, so before we wrap up, I, I know that you all have you're, you're kicking off your summer camp, a three-day virtual intensive. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, the Fire Savvy Summer Camp starts tomorrow. Fire Savvy Summer Camp actually takes you through these six areas that we talked about. Your expertise. Are you niching down appropriately within your expertise? Or are you offering everything? Girl, I do budgets. I do project management. I do business strategy. And on Wednesdays, I do bunion removal. Like, what the hell? Like, let's go <laughs> and pick one, right? So expertise. Then number two, who do you do it for? Who is your dream client versus your transitional versus your ideal? Most people don't even know that there are three levels of clients. Then we go on to number three. What is the offer? What is the thing that your dream client is absolutely positively wanting to have so badly you understand their pain you understand their achievements you're not going after bbfu graduates which are people who are broke busted and effed up um you are you are doing all the things to make an offer that they cannot resist that's an absolute no-brainer offer and here's the thing we teach you how to do the hardest thing that most people struggle with price it how do you make it one of those things that people absolutely cannot resist 
because this is where you're going to make your money. This is why our clients come in and they make money so quickly because all of a sudden they're like, this is the dream client who has the money that has the pain that wants this thing. Most people romanticize their dream client. Oh, I was this. And so my dream client, I want to go back and save them. Girl, take off the super suit. That is not your job. Then we go into your market domination. We really want to look at not only market attraction and client attraction, but market recognition. How can you be at top of mind in your market for what you talk about? Straight from there into lead generation and then into sales. One of the things that a lot of people don't know me is that I am the top 10 sales coach in the country. And I am one of the only women and I'm definitely one of the only minorities at the top of the game. Right. Why? Because I make sales so seamless and so easy that most people go, well, that didn't feel like selling at all. I remember at a quick story is when one time I was working with Chanel a couple of years ago and she had closed this really big deal. She got on the phone with myself and the person who is now our chief uh, chief, our cor chief corporate advisor. And he said, so how did it feel? She goes, well, I didn't really sell at all, but they closed the deal. He goes, yeah, that was selling, right? Because that's what it should feel like. It should feel effortless. And so it was really a game changer. So that's what we're helping people with. How do you take your amazing expertise and turn it into a high ticket business with high ticket coat conversion events? Sounds good. And y'all, that does kick off tomorrow, as she said. And I do have the link um, for the summer camp scrolling across the bottom but just um let me read it once actually it's fire like savvy it. summer camp it's fire savvy summer camp.net oh okay well let's make it really easy it yeah it's fire savvy summer camp.net okay okay so y'all y'all can um check it out there i did put it in the comments so you can be able to click on it and then was there anything else okay those were actually all of my questions donna it has been really great talking with you. Like this has been just kind of like a little session or something for me is I'm sitting here. Cause as I was telling Chanel, I was like, I'm still working on my messaging because I feel like, I don't know, I'm a writer, but it seems like I've really struggled when it comes to writing for myself. You know, you can't see yourself from inside the jar. Always remember that you cannot read the label from inside the jar. You're in the jar. You need someone to stand on the outside and go, Hey, is this Chanel and I, Here's the best thing about us having being partners is that even though even though we're inside the jar, when I'm in the jar, Chanel's on the outside of it. And she's like, no, it's this. And then when she's in the jar, I'm on the outside of it. I'm like, no, it's that, right? You can't read the label from inside the jar. This is why you need someone who stands on the outside, who knows your business, like knows your business. We always joke like we all up in our people business because we are. We all up in their business. And because we're all up in their business, we could say, hey, that's a mistake. Hey, have you thought about this? That is our superpower because we are a lovely business. Okay. <laughs> and I see Patrice said, my top fave Donna quote, you cannot see the label from inside the door. Not, not. <laughs> so, it's why people can't do for themselves what they do for other people. And so guys, we all, I'm sorry, what were you saying? I said, it's why coaches need coaches because you can't do for yourself what you do for other people. You literally need someone else to help you and that makes a lot of sense and mm -hmm. definitely something i need to think on so i this whole conversation has made me think but uh, <laughs> um you all can also follow donna online on instagram at donna st louis 
And mm-hmm. Donna is spelled D-A-W-N-N-A, Saints, S-T-L-O-U-I-S, St. Louis. So you guys mm-hmm. can follow her on Instagram. And then don't forget to check out their summer camp. And then you all can also look for Donna and Chanel at the Profit and Secure Her virtual conference taking place July 11th through the 13th. We'll be on Air Meet. We have uh, an event page you guys can join us on, as well as the event tickets are on Eventbrite. And then we also have some ads running, so you should be done saw the event in some capacity. So we hope to see you all there. And Donna, I'm looking forward to seeing you all again and just seeing what you all will be presenting. Awesome. I look forward to it. Okay. You have a good day. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So y'all, um, before I, oh, look, I, I didn't hit the other thing. Before I wrap up, I just want to make certain that I do share with you guys um, the link to Profit and Secure Her, so you all can get your tickets. So basically, if you're a Bitly user, you know, because we shortened the link, it's just Bitly, P-N-S, Her Tickets. It's how you all can grab your tickets on Eventbrite, or if you search for Profit and Secure Her virtual conference on Eventbrite, it'll be there as well. So thank you all for tuning in. If you missed any of the interview, you can catch the, um, the replay on the page as well as we'll have it broadcasted from all of your favorite podcasts and platforms within the next week. So you all can check it out there as well. So thank you all again. Peace and blessings and have a great day.